Welcome to the TALON project. TALON stands for Teaching and Learning Online Network. As we adjust to the new COVID-19 reality, TALON provides a platform for sharing and discussing resources and practices for remote education. You can learn more at taloncloud.ca. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to a special episode of the Town Project. I'm sitting here with the fellow graduate students to give you an inside look at the team and a little bit behind the personalities of the people actually working on the project. My name is Marshall Evans. I'm the newest member of the Town team, and I'm sitting here with the other students. And so I'll introduce them, and then I'll get them to give a little bio on themselves and what they worked on with the team. So I'll start out with Mac. Yeah, hello everyone. Um, my name is Mac McGinn. I uh, just finished my M2 uh, second year in the Master's of Architecture program. Uh, my background is uh, I have a Bachelor of Business Administration in Management and International Business. Uh, and I also worked for six years in business development uh, before pursuing my career in architecture. Um, so uh, with Talon, um, I've primarily been doing research and website design with doing a few of the interviews uh, in our interview series. And uh, I guess that's pretty much just collecting all the resources, compiling them, getting them ready for the website, uploading images and, and creating different pages and stuff. So quite interesting. Great, thanks for sharing that, Mac. Uh, Martina? Thanks, Marshall. Yeah, I'm uh, just graduating from the Master of Planning program here at SAPL. And uh, my background is fine, fine arts before that. So I'm a painter, I've worked in a number of different places and kind of gained um, a whole range of different experience before coming back to school to come into planning. I'm interested in inclusion and belonging within that. And yeah, I've been with the Talon Project since last June, I guess. So pretty much that full year of shock through the COVID pandemic. Um, and uh, working with a wide variety of tasks within that, but focusing mainly on our um, newsletter that goes out now monthly uh, and incorporating some of the different expert voices that we've had along the way. Great, thank you very much for sharing. And last but not least, Aswari. Thanks Marshall. Hi everyone, I'm Asari and as Martina, I am also soon to graduate from the Masters of Planning program here at SAP UFC. And these two years have been really amazing. I have been working on talent social media management for the last four months, prior to which I was working on Next Calgary social management. But a little bit about my background, I have a background in architecture and I've had the opportunity to work and have internships in different countries around the world, which has been really exciting. And coming to Canada too has been really exciting. So yeah, that. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. And I guess I'll just kind of conclude with a little bio myself. I'm a born and raised Calgarian, which I'm finding out is more and more rare. Uh, similar to Mac, I graduated with a BBA and I spent six years working in finance as a financial advisor. Uh, before pursuing my or passion for design and the more creative aspect of architecture. So that's what brought me back to school. So happy to be you know, a part of UFC and working with these great people. Uh, so just wanted to give the audience a little bit more of a playful side of the personalities behind the town project. So I have a couple questions here 
Um, just to give you a little bit more playful insight into who the people are working behind and kind of what gets their, their gears going. So maybe I'll start with Martina. If you could be any letter in the alphabet, what letter would you be? Hmm. Um, I'm going to choose C. And so C for curiosity and collaboration, um, just because I think, you know, always remaining curious and learning and unlearning as you go is a huge part of teaching, learning, planning, um, just general good practice for life, I guess. And uh, C also stands for coffee. So I'm an addict. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I would say most people in the program are. Um, okay, I'll give Matt the same question. And there's no wrong answers here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take a little bit of a different approach. Um, I'm choosing F for fly fishing. Um, I love getting out to the, uh, the mountain streams here in Southern Alberta. And there's nothing like standing in the water and uh, just having the river rush past you and moments of reflection and stuff. It's an awesome break from everyday life. Very good answer. And last but not least again, Azwari. Oh my God, this question makes me really nervous. <laughs> you guys had such good answers and I feel like I should be choosing C now because of coffee and I love coffee, but let's see. I'm gonna go with Z because that's how I'm feeling today because of the weather. It's kind of gloomy, but that makes me feel sort of calm and collected. So I'm gonna go with Z for today, but it might change tomorrow. <laughs> That's good, a dynamic letter fit. I like that. This question, I'll start with you, Martina. What is one surprise takeaway from the Talon project and research over the past year? Thanks, that's a great question. Um, I just have to think through because we've had so many interesting interactions with everyone. I think, I think something that's been a bit surprising has, has been this almost like tension between people being very concerned for things like um, academic integrity and what does that suddenly look like online? And then other people being like, cheaters are gonna cheat. It's totally fine. Like, let's just embrace this new technology. So within that, I think there's been this interesting dynamic between do we now open up educational resources? Do we make things uh, about open learning all the time? Can people just access this knowledge? And how does that relate to, I guess, how you end up working in the professional world afterwards, right? Because you're not necessarily in a test situation or this closed situation um, when we're then collaborating and, and working outside of the school. So it's been, I think, a shift in a lot of people's minds around um, what does this change in how learning looks not just online in the end but because we've got this whole new platform people are rethinking the way that they're structuring classes and learning and um, because of that it seems like things will get more maybe accessible and more um, affordable even too if you don't have to buy textbooks and and be tied to these other um, closed learning resources, I guess. So that's been really interesting. That was a great answer. 
And I think also as a graduating person, I feel like that is a very comprehensive answer is you are also at that pivot point from going from the education into the real world, right? So seeing how you're learning and the current learning environment is going to translate going forward. That was a great answer. Um, I guess I'll do the same question to you, Aswari. Oh, it's an interesting question. And I've actually had some time to think about that. But I would say that the most surprising is to see how social media has kind of evolved and changed over the last decade. Yeah. So Twitter has been actually around for about a decade and a half. And yet it's even more surprising to see how dynamic it is and how it changes almost every day, every minute and even every second, to be honest. <laughs> And there's so many things that are happening all around us and the power that social media has, especially during this pandemic time in today's world is multifold. And that's even an understatement. I think it's beyond multifold. And that has been really surprising for me to sort of explore those different layers and dig through that social media structure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a great answer too. All right, Mac, and finally to you. Yeah, that is a pretty loaded uh, question, especially for Martina and myself that have been on this since the beginning, um, right after uh, COVID and kind of being through those repercussions of COVID in the learning environment. And, you know, something interesting that I noticed was in this position where we're interviewing a lot of um, uh, practitioners, a lot of a lot of instructors, instructors and how they are dealing with it from their view and the amount of extra work that it's created to create like to really invest time into creating an online course using the different tools available. How do you use those tools? Are you using too many? Should you focus on only a couple and master those? Um, and how, how they're engaging all of that. And then seeing that from a student perspective on, on us on Zoom for you know, uh, you know, 10 hours a day and the burnout that it's kind of causing and that kind of different type of learning that we've been had to adjust to. And then seeing that whole progression over the last year where it went from emergency remote teaching to now it's just online teaching and it's kind of becoming a norm, so to speak. Um, and how people have continued to adapt that to get their courses and, and being engaged with students through different learning environments. How can we do that? So, you know, especially for uh, design programs, how can we teach more online um, to engage people in design decisions, but without just kind of it being a lecture over Zoom? So how do we incorporate kind of maybe a more of experiential learning aspect to digital learning? And it comes from both students and it comes from, from professors themselves. So seeing that tie and having been stuck in this kind of middle ground and seeing both perspectives has just been extremely interesting over the last year. Great, thank you very, very much, Mac, for that comprehensive answer. Uh, I know this is something Martina actually touched on. Um, so one question I want to open up to the group is, where do you see the future of teaching and learning? Um, so maybe I'll leave it open to you guys and I'll let you jump in, whoever wants to go first. I can uh, jump in first on that one. Um, again, seeing these conversations with uh, all the professionals that we've been discussing with in these interviews and stuff and hearing their answers of where what it looks like in five, 10 years makes you look, you know, looking to see what that might be. And um, I definitely love the aspect and hearing about experiential learning um, and how it's not more exam-based learning about just a final grade and how you can answer a multiple choice question, but how can we cater assignments and research towards that individual's uh, desired research and how that can overlay with multiple courses. So you come out as more of a specialist instead of 
all these students learning the exact same thing out of the textbook and writing the exact same exam. We're coming out with more specialties and more focused and more passion can come out of that as well. Um, and then in terms of the actual environment, um, I think as soon as we can, it's gonna be back to school just because the infrastructures that are already in place, um, the investment, people need to be interacting in person. And sure, there will be some online courses probably more available than it was before. Um, but I think that it's gonna be primarily still in person, especially for design-based learning like we are in architecture and planning and landscape. No, oh, that's a great answer. Thank you very much, Mac. Maybe I'll uh, pass this one over to Aswari. Yeah, those are some really good points, Mark. I completely agree. And I would have to say though that I see in the future that it would sort of be a mix of remote learning along with uh, in-person learning. Also through the experience that sort of we have lived through in this COVID scenario, sort of like studying and learning from home and at the same time working from home too. So just a little bit of context, I was able to do three different part-time jobs while studying on my master's degree in this semester. And that would have been impossible if it were not for working from home. I mean, just the commute alone would have taken around four hours for each single job. And that's very hard, right? So it also has so many factors and so many layers to it because there's also another thing to look at, like does remote learning also promote equity? Because everyone does have internet access, but maybe everyone doesn't have the same re resources to commute to the university, right? Not everyone has a car. Some people are living in, with disabilities and they have a much harder time to get to university. Like I, for one, had a knee injury last winter and it was really hard for me to commute to university. So at that time, if I would have had online learning, wow, <laughs> that would have been really good for me. <laughs> but there's like so many factors to that. So in the future, I feel it would be really good to see a mixture of both of these and sort of giving that choice to students and to professors as to what they want to do according to their situation. I think, and, and, and a fun thing um, that I think would be really cool for the future is I sort of imagine like year 2050, there's like virtual, like we integrate VR with teaching and you just put on those goggles and you're in the classroom environment. Maybe there's a hologram popping out of somewhere, those kind of cool things, <laughs> but de definitely a mix of the two. It's funny, Mac and I had that exact conversation about half an hour ago really? of what the future <laughs> of testing is gonna look like. And if you can have some sort of augmented reality and instead of like you were saying, instead of multiple choice, you actually have to go through and then actually perform the real tasks and that's how you would get graded. So yeah, very funny to see a lot of students are already thinking about the future. So, and Martina, you already touched on this, so I'll let you conclude. Yeah, I think uh, you've all definitely covered a lot of my thoughts as well, but um, there's certainly um, a lot of what we've heard from instructors as well has been, okay, the future is blended learning. The future is, you know, there's these two opportunities that can maybe be side by side with learning online and learning in person. Um, but I don't know that anyone really knows what that looks like in the end either. So the challenge of teaching in a physical classroom and also accommodating online students to me um, is gonna be a big, big thing to overcome for sure. Um, but also having, yeah, having said that there's, I think we're seeing the value in 
learning together in person, which, you know, we knew that was important before, but um, I haven't heard of anyone who's not missing that, right? Like we, you know, especially in the design disciplines, it's, it's really essential to have those uh, in-person and physical experiences, right? Um, but I also think that um, people being in their own space at home is allowing this new sort of safe space too, to be able to learn on your own terms. It's almost leveled the playing field too between instructor and student. And um, it seems like, you know, there are innovators that were working in this realm of student-led learning before this whole thing. But now almost every instructor is, I think, sort of adjusting their outlook on what the classroom looks like because it's been a new experience for everyone trying to navigate through this, right? So, so having that dialogue expanded between, um, between instructor and student and, and leveling that playing field a little bit, uh, I think could be the way of the future for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I know one thing that you touched on there with learning from your classmates. And I think that's something we are all missing. It wasn't just learning from a professor. You really did have, you know, 59 TAs in your cohort who were all there to help and support you and show you different things. And I think, you know, from my perspective, that is definitely something that I'm missing. But it is interesting, like you talk about all the opportunities, everyone here touched on a different opportunity. And that was also an interesting point, how you talk about when the pendulum does swing back to the classroom, what is that going to look like, right? Because it's not just going to be a binary on-off switch again, right? There's going to need to be some sort of time for a hybrid kind of transition there. So no, very good points from everyone. Um, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to just put one of you on the spot. I'm going to run through a couple questions. So the second and third person get it a little bit easier than the first. Um, so let's see, I'll pick, uh, I'll pick Matt to start here, okay? So you're in the hot seat. All right, so I got six questions for you. Ready? Yeah. Okay, coffee or tea? Coffee. Cat or dog? Dog. Early bird or night owl? Early bird, 100%. <laughs> Books or movie? Books that are movies. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lazy answer. And finally, call or text. I'm a texter. You're a texter? Yeah. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, any volunteers to go next here? Doesn't matter. I can go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know, I know what the first answer is going to be here. Coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> or coffee. Cat or dog? Dog dog okay early bird or night owl uh i'm a split personality on this one for sure because right now it's both <laughs> <laughs> both um, by necessity but if you had to pick yeah i think normally early bird okay uh books or movies tough call as well but right now movies movies and then finally call or text call because it's rare and special <laughs> i like that answer all right, are you ready? Yeah, Final very answers? ready. Very ready. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna go bottom up so you can't have your answers memorized. Oh. Call or text? <laughs> Definitely text. Text, okay. Books or movies? Movies, no. Movies? 
Early bird or night owl? A mixture of both. <laughs> a uh, mixture cat or both, dog? Really. I can't choose because <laughs> like when I was having classes, it was early bird and now it's just night owl all the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that changes based on workload. Uh, cat or dog? Kittens and puppies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, coffee or tea? Coffee, coffee, coffee every day. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you guys for letting us get a little bit more insight about everyone behind the talent team. I know I'm excited to join it. Um, and it's been great to work with everyone here so far. Everyone here is amazing. And you guys really have contributed a lot to talent and to the university. So thank you guys very much. And thank you for your time today. Thanks. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. <laughs>